This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 351 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by no one. There's no one that is always here but me. Womp womp. Kyle's mostly here. Nomad leaves most Thursdays, but we're lucky. Nomad's here this Thursday. And we're here the day after one Austin DeSanto has been suspended from the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes for one match against Maryland. Where he will not wrestle, I believe, Brandon Cray. No, nope. or Ryan Anderson. Ryan dude. Anderson. Oh, Ryan. The Crayfish O'Ryan. is 25-pounder. Oh, yeah, that's right. You call him Crayfish? Everyone calls him Crayfish. All right, got it. So, that comes down. Um, I don't know really how much of a topic it is. To I mean, what, what, the, what the take is, right? Like, we've seen this guy at the end of matches kind of lose it a little bit. Is it a culmination of, you know... Minnesota and Suriano and now this or was it you know the was the throat slash just so was that just way too far so to be clear this was not a NCAA or Big Ten suspension correct this was a an in-house Iowa it, it brands Tom, coaching staff it says Tom Brand suspended right so it can't be for anything or it can't specifically be for the unsportsmanlike in terms of like, that's why we thought he sat out the Illinois duel, because supposedly there's a rule if you get two unsportsmanlikes consecutively, you have to sit out. Yeah. So, yeah, there there has to have been a conversation with either Coach Tom Brands and Austin or, you know, maybe an AD and Coach Brands or something from, from within Iowa to say for – public reasons or for whatever we we need to do something about this yeah i think coach brands caught a little heat after the minnesota thing and um you know the suriani kind of let it slide a little bit because it wasn't wasn't quite as bad but i think after that it's like okay we got to send some mesh clearly you know austin was saying the right things right i think he mm-hmm. knows he needs to do better but for whatever reason he wasn't doing better in the eyes of the of the coaching staff and needs to sit out one match but um it's 
uh, the Iowa coaching staff couldn't win here because, like, on social media, people are like, oh, wow, they took the Maryland duel away from them. And then uh, they're like, why don't they take a duel that means something away from them? And then if they would have done that, they would have been like, oh, he's getting creative in the way that they duck people. Because people were literally oh, saying that. So no matter what they did, like if they had tried to take, I don't know, like, I'm just like, I know the well, big one out. Oklahoma big one, State. Oklahoma State, right. If they had tried to do that, like no take Dayton. that one away from him and he doesn't re- wrestle Dayton Fix, people would lose their minds. Right. Wow, so you're right about you that. Can't I didn't even w- think about that. You can't win. No, can't win with him. Can't win with him. No, you're exactly right. And, uh, I mean, it would be silly. It's like, you know what? We're going to suspend him, but we're going to wait for a big match so it really hurts both the team. It's, <laughs> like, not how suspensions <clears throat> work. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, we have pretty much – we collectively pretty much feel that what – a lot of what Santos done this year has been fine or at least not punishable, right, with, like, match suspensions and things like that. Um, but if, you know, Coach Brands has a boss, right? And if – if there if there is pressure from within the athletic department, then yeah, you gotta you gotta do something, and usually that comes in the way of not being able to compete in whatever sport. Yeah. You're doing. So hopefully, um, I mean, man, the guys we we end up talking about the end of his matches every single week. Uh, do they have two mat- duels this this week or just the one? I think just the one. Let me check on that. Just Maryland. So it's not like we would see him on Sunday or anything. Because I think the Maryland duel is on Friday. Now, here's the question. Mm. Correct. They don't wrestle again until next Friday, which would be Indiana. If so they he, go Indiana, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State to close. If he does something against Indiana or Wisconsin, is there an expectation then that he could be suspended either you know from within like Big Ten or NCAA or Iowa and miss the Oklahoma State duel? I mean, what if he does something in the Oklahoma State duel? He has to be very careful. Yes, right. and I'm telling you what, Gallagher-Iba, there's some savages in the crowd. Oh, my gosh. They're yeah. going to yell. I mean, this is true in it's true at Penn State. It's yeah. true at Iowa. It's true. They're going to yell some audacious things at him. It's true at Minnesota. Minnesota, they were yelling some crazy stuff at Austin. He's going to get it. And he better. And he's wrestling the Golden Boy Dayton Fix too. They love, I mean, obviously, but they love Dayton at Oklahoma State. And, and that could be... You know, I, I kind of look back at the last four, and, and um, Seth Duckworth has been putting out this information about Oklahoma State trying to break their attendance record. I mean, there could be 8,000 people at that duel. Yeah. Well, what's their record? I thought they had a— He, he means, like, all-time the, the, season the, the season oh. season-wide record. They're, I mean, they're— They've had more than that it's at like, the duel. Yeah, no. He means, all t- like, season-long. Right. But the, I'm saying the last four—I looked at the uh, home attendance for the last four Iowa duels— and the highest was seven thousand eight hundred ninety. Mm-hmm. So if they're you know making a push to, to break it, it could be like over eight thousand. That's I what bet I'm they have over eight thousand. Yeah, yeah. But what, what anyway, they, what did they have for Oklahoma State, Penn State, February nineteenth? It had to be fourteen, fifteen thousand. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what that's what we should be going for. Yeah, he's not talking about an individual one. I I I know what you're saying, but what Seth's talking about is a season long one, not the individual. Yeah. But it I will literally look that broke up right now. That Oklahoma State, Penn State, it broke the basketball attendance record because they could put all those seats on the floor oh love it yeah can't do that in basketball suck at basketball dorks could (laughs) just it'd be really hard to play yeah so that was attendance not listed not listed. all right they couldn't count it the counter oh here we go Sunday's match drew attendance of 14,059. Dang! Which not only surpassed the previous arena record for wrestling of 10,082 but also new Gallagher-Iber record 
breaking 14,044. Uh, okay. Cowboy against Missouri. Cowboy basketball against Missouri in 2007. I wonder why that was such a big game, Missouri. Uh, okay, well let's uh, let's set a goal, Stillwater. Let's let's fill it up for Oklahoma State, Iowa. Okay, so that's DeSanto Corner, and uh, we won't have a DeSanto Corner next Tuesday, probably. Probably, who knows? You can't rule it out. Yeah, you can't rule it out. Um, all right, cool, cool stuff. What if he just ran out like Stoll did against Iowa State? <laughs> yeah, he says I'm not suspended anymore. <laughs> Tom Brand says I don't want this. Smacks his face. I mean, Russell. Austin, I literally told you I don't want this. Like, you have to it sit. It would be like, <laughs> like... Austin, you didn't weigh in. <laughs> it would be like uh, the time uh, Florida State suspended Jameis Winston, and then he showed up during pregame warm-ups in his uniform, and Jimbo Fisher was so pissed off at him. He's like, you're not playing. Like, why are you out here in your uniform? And he sent him back in the locker room. What's wrong with Made you? him take it off. Boy, Jameis may have some leadership issues. I don't know. More to yeah. come there. All right. Big duel. Is it, I don't know if it's the biggest duel of the year. It might be... It's up there, Ohio State, Penn State. It did lose a little bit with Michigan beating them. Yeah, but matchups, it's its all about the matchups. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, I hear you. And I think, I think that Ohio State has, a, the of the teams, in a dual meet that it's most likely or has the best shot at beating them. Because I think on paper, Ohio State is unquestionably favored at five weights, right? Well, plus with... Question marks about RBY Berge and score. Right. Whether they'll go, what, how healthy they are. I don't. I don't really factor Berge in that because I don't know what. I don't know if there's even a drop off between Berge yeah, and yeah. Verclaren at this point. I think there is. I do think that Berge's better, but based on the results we've had, I'm not sure that that they're better. Mm -hmm. But just on paper, straight up, 25, 33, 41. I think you have to say Joey's a favorite. 49 certainly a favorite, and 84. So right there. There's five. There's only ten weights, right? So that's half of them. They're favored. No, they're going eleven so weights for this one. It's going to come down to bonus points and upsets, like basically every close duel does. And so you say bonus points, and you think, okay, yeah, Penn State all day. But and as we're going to get into it, and I think we'll go kind of weight by weight here through the matches and our predictions. But I think if you look at the bonus opportunities for Penn State, they're not as many. Right, I think there's there's a good chance that Ohio State's gonna be able to hold them off in some of the weights where they would normally get bonus. So, with that being said, we'll start with the big one: Malik Heinzelman versus Devin Schnupp. And I'm gonna tell you, I I really give Schnupp a chance here. I think he's got a good chance of winning this match. I think Malik's better, but I think one thing: Schnupp is small and and not super strong for the weight. I don't think Heinzelman's going to really challenge him there in the strength department, right? Like, I think they're going to be on a similar wavelength. Schnuff, he's got some, he scraps hard. He's got decent skills. I think this is a really, really close match that is must win for the Buckeyes. I'm taking Heinzelman, but I am very, very, very uh, woke on a potential upset here by, by Schnuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so I wrote a whole dual preview, so I'm not going to expand much upon it, but. Um, you should definitely because <laughs> more people are going to listen to this. I know. Read that. Uh, but look, Schnupp has a common opponent over Heinzelman, right? Heinzelman split with Liam Crone and Schnupp beat him uh, a week or two ago. Heinzelman, though, does have a lot of experience, right? He's three time age level world team member. They're mm -hmm. wrestling at home, St. John Arena. He looked very good at. I watched film of him from the Edinburgh Open. Um, he's got excellent duck series. He was really working uh, kind of low single and then. You know, put that head on the knee and, and like finish the same way eight or 
12 different times. So, yeah, I, I, I got Malik. You know, I've, I've seen Malik in bigger matches than this and, and done well. But if Schnupp wins, it might be a wrap. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. The uh, A match that really has no national meaning is going to mean a lot in this in this duel. I would also give Schnupp a much better chance if it was in Rec Hall. I think it would go down. Because that, cause that Rec Hall magic uh, would come into play for, <laughs> for a match like this. But being in St. John, given the, the experience level of Malik, I'm going go with Heinzelman. By decision. Heinzelman decision. Close match. Close match. All right, we are in uniform agreement. Match. All right, 133. Fingers crossed this happens. Luke Pletcher versus Roman Bravo Young. With all apologies we to need Scott Stossel. The Kale Whisperer Nomad to mm -hmm. break down what Kale said. What about did Kale RBY. say and right. what does it mean? So I, I apologize for for last show. I misspoke about Shakur. He didn't he didn't speak about Shakur in the I rewatched the the not press conference, but Kale's the little, the little you media the gun, day. Man. Yeah, I did. Are I jumped gonna, the gun. Dang it, nomad. There was inference from the reporters that Shakur was wrestled, mm. wrestling, but he only really said stuff about RBY. Um, this is RBY versus Michigan I'm talking about. This week, he said our, we expect RBY to wrestle, mm -hmm. which to me means don't expect him to wrestle. If he says, I feel like if he says likely, he's in. Expect? I don't know. I feel, why? That, I just, that's just crazy nomad I know, talking. I, the word expect is much stronger I know, than likely. I know. Now I think you're, you're losing it. You All lost right. a little confidence because you made up the Shakur thing and now. I'm not. I don't think he's gonna wrestle. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 he wasn't during media day. The reporters said he was on a on a bike with a knee brace. Yep. I don't know. I'm kind of. Uh, what? Why don't we operate under the assumption that a not 100% Roman Bravo Young wrestles Luke Pletcher? If that's the case, I've got Luke close. I probably would have taken Roman ultimately if. Uh, just based on how he had been looking coming into it, but now he's taking a loss. He's injured. Pletcher looks all right. I mean, he got annihilated by by Michich, but I think you have to say uh, Pletcher decision. And really, if it's Stossel, I think Pletcher can get bonus. But I think ultimately, no matter who wrestles, it could be the same dual point outcome for for Pletcher. I, I really think it's. Look, so at the beginning of the year, la all right, let me, let me start. Last year, Luke Pletcher had four bonus wins the whole year. He had 12% bonus rate. This year, in his first nine matches, he had eight bonus point wins. Since then, no bonus. And I know, you know, you said you don't often get a chance against Scott Stossel, which is basically code for no backup should be reasonably expected to hold an All-American to a decision. But... Pletcher doesn't put up a lot of points. He never has. I think it's a decision either way, uh, but I, I think somewhere between 33 and 49, Ohio State picks up bonus. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to be here. I don't know if it's going to be Micah. Probably not Joey. But 33 or 49, they're probably going to pick up bonus. I just don't know which one. Pletcher's got a lot of stuff. I feel like he could be a guy that, that gets – I mean – through riding time and four takedowns, I, I could see him getting bonus, but we don't know. Yeah, I, I think even with Stossel in there, I think it's just a decision. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So three for Ohio State. Joy McKenna expected to wrestle. 
got injured last Monday, I think, and uh, now he's back. And so he was listed as day to day on like Wednesday or Thursday. They put the or in the media notes this week. Nothing about him day to day. Nothing about him being hurt. He was listed as the only possible starter. So I'd be very surprised if Joey didn't wrestle. Yeah, I think he's going for sure. I don't think you'd be able to hold him out there against Nick Lee unless he suffers a setback. And, okay, I went on the record. McKenna is now my pick to win NCAAs. And now I'm like, man, is he going to beat Nick Lee? Which is problematic. <laughs> However, I'm not backing down. I'm sticking with Joey over Nick Lee, who wrestled him so tough a year ago. But I think if, if McKenna is 94% of himself – I think this is actually a, a very simple win for him. He, ever since that match last year in Rec Hall, has looked like a different guy. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I I don't think he majors Nick Lee, um, but just decision. But he controls it like a 8-3, something like yep. that. I completely agree. Yeah, Joe decision. But, man, go back and rewatch that match because that and, – and Mike actually breaks it down. Uh, so, you know, Mike does his telestration for – Nick Lee versus Joey McKenna, and he talks about McKenna's limp arm, and that's actually how Joey got that takedown in the very, very, very last second of the second period. That's right. Pulls him down. That was the exact move that he hit was was the limp arm. So uh, really good breakdown by Mike Mao there. And, you know, again, he talks about millimeters and seconds. That literally won him the match. Yep. So that's going to be mm, probably the match of the duel. That's the one I'm most excited for, I think. And one of only two repeat matches from last year. Which right, is crazy. Eight eight different matchups this year. Yeah, weight changes and graduation really changed this duel big time. So fifty seven, or excuse me, forty nine. We will not skip one forty nine. Micah Jordan versus <laughs> Brady Berge or Jared Verclearen. So, um, man, Micah's looked really good lately. And you think about the guys that give Micah Jordan trouble: super good scramblers, long, lanky, can ride you a little bit. There's Neither of these guys fit that description. I think I wouldn't be surprised if you see um, Verclearen here because of how we've seen Bergie fade, and Micah is a guy that can pour it on. He's going to shoot one million times. He's going to shoot one million <laughs> yeah. times. Now, and on the other hand, that plays right into Bergie's biggest strength, which is his go, <clears throat> go behind reattack stuff. But I think over time, I, I'm not sure that's going to be, it's going to work against. Micah more than once and Micah if he shoots a million times if he finishes half of those he gets 500,000 takedowns <laughs> that's true Mike that also feels like a, little, a tech fall that feels like a tech fall yeah. to me Mike also a little bit better than some <clears throat> of the guys Bergie's didn't go behind to him you're right so. you're right so for that reason I'm going to say either way major decision for one Micah Jordan Mongoose Mick yeah I agree um, I think he'll have I honestly feel like he'll have an easier time getting um, a major on Verclaren because I feel like he can finish easier, and Verclaren might try something really crazy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, like, put himself mm -hmm. on his own back. He's Self done that before, yeah. Yes. Um, but even if it's Bergy, <clears throat> I think he'll just, like, wilt him in the third period with his pace. Uh, yeah. I like a major. So we're all in agreement right now. Kind of we have the exact same score. This is compelling. No matter, kind of, no matter who's in or given a couple different things, but it'll probably be twelve or thirteen nothing heading yeah, into. If it's not twelve or thirteen or nothing, Ohio State's in trouble. Yeah, They've, it's got to be something to zero, or I think they basically have no chance of winning. Yeah. 
So no pressure, Ohio State lightweights. <laughs> but if you want to beat Penn State, who hasn't lost since uh, the Obama administration? February 21st, 2015, I believe. Yeah. 55, right? 55. This will be row. going for 56. Wow. Unlucky number 56. Okay. We're coming into, <laughs> coming into 157. Keyshawn Hayes versus Jason Nolf. Mm. Keyshawn is interesting uh, in terms of him in a dual meet in, against Jason Nolf. Now, can, like, I, could part of me thinks, man, maybe this is a close match. Or not a close match. This is not a... Uh, this is not like a tech fall pin, right? I think this is going to be one that flirts with the major and is maybe not, right? I do not. You think he's I just going to just kill annihilate him. him? I think it's going to be a tech fall. So you look at Keyshawn has been bonused four times in college. Deacon, Sorensen, Zane, those are all majors. And then last year in the duel, Zane teched him. That was after punishment. giving up two takedowns. That was yes. punishment. Yes. Keyshawn Zane was down 4-1 after like a minute and still teched him. He had Zane on the ropes there. <laughs> if it, were, You know what? If it were beach wrestling, which is a 3 nothing, I think he would have won. <clears throat> he would have. Yeah. People forget beach wrestling rules. And maybe Keyshawn thought it was beach wrestling rules. So he kind of won that match deep down. Uh, I, I'm actually going to say Nolf by Major. I'm not going to give him the tech or the pen. I got the tech. No, man. I think it's I think it's gonna be a major, but it's gonna it's gonna be close to attack. Ke Keyshawn's also small, right? He is small. Like and he gets a little tie tie. He gets a little tie tie, but he I think he knows he's gonna get tie tie, so he preserves his energy. But Nolf may not let him. You got tech? Yes. Okay. And you got a major. I got a thirteen or fourteen point major. <sighs> think that the the one thing that concerns me is <clears throat> Keyshawn. He doesn't do a good job when he's stalling of not looking like he's stalling. <laughs> mm. And I'm afraid it, it gets he gets gets hit for stalling a couple times and then he has to start shooting. He's like giving up easy go behinds and he's getting shoved out of bounds. Another one like is there a DQ possibility here? I don't know. It's uh, also just it's Nolf. It's Nolf. That's that's the main thing. He's not the like, greatest on bottom either and we've seen Nolf turn when he wants to. Yeah. yeah. Like Keyshawn could be an All-American this year. But the the level is levels. Yeah. There's levels to this. Now, comparison sake, Pantelio uh and Hayes was pretty close. It was like a one takedown match, right? Mm -hmm. And Pantelio was able to hold him off. So I'm kinda using that as a reason it's like we're right on that line. Even though they're such different wrestlers, Pantelio and, and, and Pantelio has I mean, he has that double, right? That he hit on Nolf that he always hits on Berger and just athletically Pantaleo can kind of make up for some of his, you know, I consider Nolf more skilled than Alec. Um, so, but Alec can kind of make up for some of that right. stuff by being really strong, really athletic, you know, can can hold position sometimes. And so, I don't know. I I think Nolf's going to pour it on. Okay. Oh, my gosh. what? Who put these lines in here? Did Willie put these in here? He has... Uh, McKenna, a four and a half point favorite against Nick Lee. That's that's absolutely patently absurd. Yeah, Nick Lee is only that available to be bet because it, lose all your money, spend all your money on Nick Lee plus four and a half. Nick Lee's only loss this year is a really goofy match to Tristan Moran, and he's a four and a half point dog. He's a well, he's, yeah, I'm thinking one and a half, 
Four yeah. and a half points? Maybe two. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. If this is a real bang line. Try I'm getting on bet DSI. He's getting on bet DSI right now. We're going to get the deets here squared away. Um, okay, that's crazy. Bet, bet, bet your home on that one. All right. We're at one. It is. You can. You can bet that? Oh, my gosh. Well, here's free money, guys. These are the lines. So Willie wants to look that bet DSI and put them in. Wow. That is absurd. Okay. Well, if you have money in your bank account, you should empty it on BetDSI here soon. 165 wow. to Shan Campbell versus Vincenzo Joseph. I have – what's – did they wrestle last year? They did wrestle last yeah. year. I watched the match last night. So a couple weird things. First of all, there was a hands-of-the-face call in this match last year. Wow. Foreshadowing. On? Yeah. On – uh, to Shan, mm. which was so weird to watch last year, and also, if that match was this year, the way that he would have been hit, he would have been DQ'd. He did it so many times. He hit him in the face a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I, I don't just watch just watch match. Um, but it was so it was six two. Can you actually get DQ'd for it? I imagine it's probably similar to. I don't know. You know, if you go full Nelson seven times, I, I no, bet I think you get you can, to, I don't think so. I think you could fool Nelson till the cows come home. Well, it's not like a stall warning. Hmm. I don't know. That seems odd that you can be stalled know, out, but you can't. Know. You can't disqualify yourself out via a legal move. You're right. It doesn't. That's make, very strange. It doesn't that, make sense. That but, doesn't compute. All right. If you could have get DQ'd uh, for full Nelsons, there's some Buffalo Gap wrestlers that would have done it. <laughs> 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 it's a it's a really it's a very effective turn. I love I that's love what's it. lost in all the full Nelson discussion is how well it works. If you can get away with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to the match last year. So it was six two going into like the last ninety seconds, um, and Chenzo had riding time, and then Chenzo kind of poured it on. Uh, Campbell gave up a stall point, which got the entire Ohio State coaching staff up off their off their chairs in anger. And then Chenzo got takedowns in the last 20 seconds of both both the second and third periods. So he majored him, but can you rely on the hands of the face? Can you rely on riding time? Can you rely on stall point? Because that got him three points. Well, so it would have been 9-3. What I don't think you can those. rely on is that many takedowns based on what how Chenzo's been – wrestling right like i don't i i think chenzo is better this year than we've ever seen him and by I, the way all our friends on facebook helped us out it's one one two you're out hey right for legal moves yes not not just all so you can literally anything right okay the only that, thing that, that makes sense that you can't be dq'd for is like cautions cautions okay good Good to know. Cautions is one till infinity. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, fr Facebook friends. You are very there were helpful. a bunch of them, so I can't mention just one. How could we possibly name just one yeah. of our friends on Facebook? Uh, well, that's okay. Yeah. Good to know. So you can only do like three full Nelsons, and then <laughs> so the, don't full Nelson. You're Division One college. You can do wrestlers. three though. You got three. <laughs> it's just like your cautions. You get two, and then the one Man. start giving up points. Not to derail this, but if you have a situation where like you, like, hey, don't get pinned. And you're a fish, and you're wrestling a really good guy. Like take top and just like. What about locked hands? Yeah, no, you can just call her for locked hands. Oh my goodness. Be careful, Dayton. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, so I, I think it's a decision personally. You think you think Chinzo's wrestling better than we've ever I, seen him? I think I, I think, think he's as good as we've ever seen him, but I don't think he's as 
I just don't see him dominating, right? I have, well, according to the most dominant standings just came out today, he's the third most dominant in the country. Um, we've also, it's because he's been wrestling, his quality competition has gone up lately, right? He had a close one with Yeah, when he was Isaiah wrestling, and, you know, not to name names, so I won't. Yeah, but, no, I know, you know what you mean. Get on WrestleStat. Look, I, look at who he's beat. I think, I think Chenzo can major him. I think he will major him. But again, you get two takedowns in the last 20 seconds of a match. You get a stall call. You get hands to the face. You get riding time. The wrestling that way is kind of dicey. But he moved him around so much with his overhook. He moved him around his underhook. Um, tap and go stuff. Like, he was – he. I don't know. He did kind of not whatever he wanted, but he was well. Chinzo major next topic. Ooh. So you got a regular decision. I got a decision for Tashan. What do you have, Nomad? I got I got a major, but he's gonna have to chase it late. Yeah, that's what he had to do last time. It was a late takedown, right? Yeah, yeah. like fifteen to go. He yeah. did have the major this year over Shields, but to me Well yeah, that well part of that was Shields tried the dive roll and Yeah, it was Chinzo a six point him. dive roll. Now he did chase Shields all around. Mm-hmm. I give credit. Okay, well, I mean, I don't. I certainly don't think this could be competitive. I just don't think. I just think it's like five, yeah. five, six point win. Um, that that's very reasonable. All right. All right. Seventy four. Ethan Smith versus Mark Hall. Now, Smith has been wrestling really tough. He gave Amin a really, really close match. I think this is another decision as well. Now, the the mixer. Always looms. Well, the mixer and, and always looms, and the Smith loves to shoot, which kind of really plays into Mark. It Mark's always been counter heavy and has a lot of tricks. It does. It does. Um, it certainly plays in. I mean, there's that's a reason one of the many reasons Mark Hall's going to win this match. But I just don't see Smith shooting himself into a major decision. I think I think it's Mark will have to be in active pursuit of the major the entire time. His mm -hmm. offense, he might. I think he'll need a turn, which Ethan Smith is certainly turnable. But I don't think, I don't know. I just, I just see this as a, as another decision. Maybe I'm overreacting to close matches with Amin mm -hmm. and the fact that Smith was competitive with Amin. But that's just how I see this match going. I think it's really tough. I think Smith can wrestle at this level. He held Daniel Lewis to a decision as well. Yeah, six one. Do, do you think that? So. This kind of goes against the ethos of the Ohio State coaching staff, which has always been very attack-minded. I mean, just look how they wrestle in neutral pretty much all their guys. But do you think they're going to be, hey, we know you love to shoot. you got to be more selective no way. and efficient. I don't think so. Uh, I think That's what I said. It's like it kind of goes against their – I think if, if anything, to give a little advice here, Tom Ryan, Coach Ryan, hope you're listening out there. <laughs> uh, no, but maybe it's something like where, okay, you get on this – head inside shot here here's where mark's gonna look to go when you're in so be aware here of right ba basically it's like how to get the stalemate when you're in on the leg if you're not gonna finish like how to avoid but mark's got the his hips are so freaky i don't know how you really replicate it just yeah um don't dwell on it be aware of it as uh coach brands would say yeah I, that's that's the thing right is it, it would again it would just be kind of so odd given how ohio state coaches their guys to then be like hey not shut down, but like be careful. So, I Johnny DeJulia says McKenna by major. So hey, you, you text me, Johnny. Shocker. I'm putting it out there. He was just on uh, 
Facebook right. Live, and he said that uh, T-Shan was ready. T-Shan's ready. Okay. All right, we'll see. JDJ, always unbiased take for Ohio State. <laughs> so, Bracky, you got decision? Yeah. CP, you got yeah. decision? Mm-hmm. I got major, again, and, again, it's kind of somewhere between 57 and 84, I, or 57 and 97, I feel like um, Penn State's going to get three bonus points. Mm-hmm. I just... Oh, really? Three. I feel very confident in all Mm-hmm. And I feel that somewhere, um, I feel pretty good about Chenzo, and then I feel somewhere of uh, Mark and Bo, they're getting a bonus. Okay, I think it's more likely. Which is which I is I could sign up for three bonus points, but I feel like it'll be something where they find their way to a pin. Yeah, like, sure. I think I like one guy gets a pin or something like that because there's I don't know. They're so pinfall minded. So that's uh, that's seventy four. I've got the decision from Mark Hall, uh, but he is the man. So one hundred eighty four pounds. Miles Martin versus Shakur Rashid, who Kale or uh, what's his name? Vinny Pasona no, or Franny Pasona? No, I think it'll be Manville. Oh, if yeah. Shakur doesn't go, I think it'll be Manville. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Someone said on Tuesday it was going to be Manville on Facebook. Really? Well, that's yeah. who they've been sending out when they haven't sent out Shakur. Fake news. Franny Bessona wrestled against Norman Conley. That's because he was, wasn't was a CNN anchor. Was it, wasn't Manville? I actually like Norman Conley. He's pretty tough. He just has a CNN anchor name. Yeah. So, okay, 84. So, we're, wait. What about Shakur? I yeah, I mean, Shakur, I, no. Shakur can go. I'm just saying if Shakur doesn't go, I'm thinking it's going to be Manville. All right. That's that was the point I was trying to make. I think uh, I think this is Miles very comfortably, just based on what we saw. I mean, I would have said Miles comfortably if if Shakur was healthy, and uh, I'm sticking with it. Greg Martin said he was gonna message me and try to trick me into saying that Miles was going to bump up. I would not have fallen for that probably, even though I'm definitely gullible according to all my friends. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't have fallen for that. I, don't th- I would like to think, but yeah, I think it's Miles. I think he's he's so good on his feet. Even though I, I don't see Shakur presenting trouble for him from the top position, even though that's Shakur's best position. So, I mean, Miles just looks like he's so separated from the field right now. Well, and I mean, recency. But if Shakur wrestles that way against Miles, mm-hmm. that's when Miles can start pouring it on. Now, here's uh, uh, something I noticed, and then Kale even mentions that, you know, Shakur burnt a lot of energy on that first takedown. I mean, he yep. had the leg, and then he had finished with a body. Like, it was, like, yep. really tough, and maybe that just sapped his energy early. And Jelani Embry, big, strong dude, sure. makes it tough for him. So it could be part of that, but uh, Miles Martin's also a big, strong dude with tons of skill behind it. So I think, I think it's, you know, and if – there's a chance, maybe there's a chance for bonus here if they don't send out their starter or if, if Shakur's just, like, not right. Um, I don't think a, a fully healthy Shakur Rashid is at risk of getting bonus, but perhaps if if he's if he's not quite right and Miles gets some things going, I could see it happening. But I'm just going to say decision for Miles Martin. Man, I want to go major here. Ooh. Um... Major. Wow. Miles Martin. Yeah, I 
I said major because I don't think Shakur's wrestling. And again, this this is kind of one of those Ooh. things. <clears throat> Between 33, 49, and 84, I think Ohio State gets two majors. Between those three weights. Uh, so I'm going major here. And man, it's, you know, when you watch Miles and he's feeling it and he's hitting misdirections and changing angles and even if it's really good guys, like mm-hmm. there's just nothing you can do for the most part. No. Uh, yeah. So you're going major. I'm the only decision. Jeez. Okay. 97. Here's the other biggest match. Colin Moore versus Bo Nickel. NCAA Finals preview. I'll Possibly. say it. I'll say it. Possibly. Who's beating Colin Moore? Um, yeah. Maybe Brucky. Yeah. Bro- Brucky's the big what-if question right now of guys who can beat. Large individual. Mm-hmm. But I still think Colin probably. So we're, we're really going to see kind of how far removed Bo is from this entire field. He has mm-hmm. slaughtered everyone he's wrestled this year. And he helps him up after he pins him. Nice gesture. Uh, Sportsmanship. Very sporty of him. Very good sportsmanship. Showing a lot of heart. <clears throat> Two of the Hodge criteria. Hmm. Uh, I'm going Bo here. I think it's a comfortable win. Colin Moore's going to need to hit his dump, hold him, get a four count. I just think, eh, you know, Bo Nickel, pound for pound, first or second best guy in the country. And I don't think you can do anything but pick him here. By decision. Okay. I'm going to say Bo decision, but would it shock you one bit if he threw him to his back and pinned him? Not at all. Yeah. And he's just. Especially if they needed it. Like, it's almost scarier if they need, like, bonus points. Because he's just. And he's just been that guy, right? Just that that, uh, thorn in their side. Like, you know, pin miles last year. And. Yeah. It's it's really hard to pick somebody. It's really hard to pick somebody to bonus Colin Moore. So I'm gonna give a decision, but I I will say that uh, there's a guy that bonus Colin Moore last year. His name's Kyle Cannell, and if Kyle Cannell can do <laughs> well, it, oh yeah, he pinned him. Yeah, he pinned him, and then he kind of ragdolled him the second time they wrestled too. Mm-hmm. Put him on his back again. <laughs> Suck back. Yeah, classic. <laughs> Suck backs. I I am here for all of those. Janky top turns. The suckbacks, the Ashnall things, Joe Smith, that's great. Um, Joey Dance, one of the best suckbacks of all time. So we all have decision here? Yep. Okay. I don't know what the score is coming into heavyweight. Well, I set, set the stage here because you know this thing's probably going to start <clears throat> stupid 25. Bracky and I have it 17 to 15 in favor of the home team. The Buckeyes. The Buckeyes. CP has it 16 to 13 in favor of the Buckeyes. Ooh, so for y'all, it comes down to heavyweight, basically. I mean, it does for me, for mine as well, but it comes like, more so down to heavyweight for you because they they're they start bringing in criteria. Yeah, if it's a therefore, season. can you hey, can someone pull up the dual uh, tiebreaker criteria? Yep, working on it. He's working on he it. Has it like saved somewhere? I'm pretty sure. Good. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, so heavyweight, it's going to be Chase Singletary versus. Anthony Kassar, Julius Caesar, and what can you say other than Kassar here comfortably would be surprised if bonus is a thing in this match, but I think it's a comfortable he's gonna double leg him and do all kinds of crazy stuff. If if he needs a major, he's gonna get it. Woo! 
And that's why I have Penn State winning. It's because I have Kassar getting the major. Or Caesar, I should say, Caesar. getting the major. Can you say it right? I'll, Respect also, his Roman heritage. Also, if he doesn't have the body paint chain on again, I'm going to be really pissed. Problematic. Please <laughs> paint more uh, more necklaces on, on wrestlers. So that would make it tied for me if I go decision here. Um, so it'd be tied. If y'all, what do you, do you have Kassar winning? I have Kassar winning. Um, I got a stat for you guys in a second here. I'm trying to pull up a, Love a good stat. freaking, You're... uh, yeah. So He's really Kassar crazy. has 78 takedowns this year That's in, I know, I know, I know. I'm getting it. Let him be. Good Lord. Uh, Kassar has 78 takedowns this year in 18 matches. He didn't get he didn't get a takedown against Derek White, and then two guys he pinned like kind of right away, so he only got one takedown against them. Mm-hmm. Neville's held him held him to three takedowns. Everyone else he has gotten so fourteen matches, four or more takedowns. Mm. That's a heavyweight. That change your mind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been swayed by the statistics. Better than and also he's Rhino trained, a product right. of the Mike Mal system. Um. Ah, yeah. Okay. Dang it. I think you're right. When you're right, you're right. Let's go. Uh, throw that major on there and give uh, 56 straight for the Penn State Nittany 56 Lions. 56 in a row with no decision or major for you. Major. Major good. I have good. regular decision, but yeah. I have more confidence that Penn State will score more bonus points than Ohio State. Well, I kind of, I kind of want the caveat of uh, that Kyle had. Like, if it comes down to it and he needs it, he'll get it. But I think I can see him just winning by like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I wish this duel would start at some random weight. I wish it would start at heavyweight and end at ninety-seven. That would be so sick. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You won't. You won't, Tom Ryan. You're right. They won't. Um, they won't. I someone uh, Michael Skarinski brought this up, um, and I almost like didn't believe it was true. But so someone. The Center Daily Times wrote this article based on some quotes they got from Kale this week talking about celebration mm-hmm. and like that stuff in wrestling. Um, I want to. He talks about Fortnite. What? And I want to get into that. Yeah, hang on. Okay. So he said Sanderson agreed that the culture around college wrestling has changed since his competition days. He lays some of the blame for that change on video games such as Fortnite, which many Penn State wrestlers and Sanderson himself have spent a lot of time playing. Just like in wrestling, Sanderson isn't too fond of those celebrations either. Part of Fortnite now is if you have some success, you take a moment and you dance around. Well, then somebody smokes you while you're celebrating, he said. (laughs) But that's just what people do. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but kids are kids. All right. Well, there's no sniper fire after you, like... Um, flex or play the air guitar. So luckily for them. Now, all right, here we go. I have the tiebreaker criteria. I found it faster than Nomad. Yeah. I win the day. Now, when two teams finish in a tie, here's the thing. Number one, greatest number of victories. Okay. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. We got a 5-5 split. Combined total number of falls, forfeits, defaults, and so six-pointers. Who has the most six-pointers? So if you have the most pins... So that, that makes me think, okay, you, you favor Penn State there because they're more likely to get a pin. But that doesn't really help. Penn State them. gets a pin. I would be very surprised 
if they lose. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I would be surprised if it comes down to tiebreaker if they get a pin. Yeah. But total near fall points scored only from decisions, major decisions, and technical falls. That's a really stupid. Um, why would it not count if you pinned them? Anyway. Well, it's it's below pins. So if there, if there are no pins or if there's the same number of pins. Yeah, okay. So I will say, hmm, that would favor probably Penn State too. Total takedowns, least number of unsportsmanlike conduct calls. And uh, is a hands in the face unsportsmanlike conduct? Or that's just a, no. Well, I thought it was team points taken away. But that sounds like <laughs> it is in-match unsportsmanlikes. Yeah, that's what it is. And then the final one is... Coin flip? No, first takedown oh, yeah. scored of the dual meet. Yes. Maybe the dumbest tiebreaker criteria there is. However, that's it should that's be like mo most first takedowns in the match. That that would make more sense. Than it. So that should be coin flip. That would be electric. Should be a coin. Can you imagine? Mark Hall and uh, Miles <laughs> Martin staring across from each other, making the call. Hall goes green. The disc is suspended in the air for a time, and then it rolls around. Rolls around, rolls around, and then green. They win. But no, they're they are sparing us that drama. But well, there's green's everyone through a loop because green is home. Home team. Yeah, I was going to say green's home team. And Ohio State is red, so all the Ohio State fans think they yeah. lose for a second, but then they realize they really win. It would be awesome. That would be crazy, but it's not going to happen. So we all have Penn State winning uh, 56, but it's going to be tight tomorrow evening in Columbus. Big Ten Network. Big Ten Network. Now, okay, a brief pause for what? Do you have something? Are you no, still looking just, for No, just the brief pause. We're breathing. Okay, <laughs> good. All right, I like that. Last week, uh, a sensation swept the nation when we uh, brought back Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour, and it's back again this week. And I don't know much about this one, but I think you're going to be interesting. Last week you learned that Avril Lavigne has been dead since 2003 replaced by a body double named Melissa rest yep. in peace to Avril and today Kyle Brackey's got something else yeah so you know we've talked about monsters of sort on here uh before and we're gonna go back kind of into that vein again mm. um today we're gonna go to the swamp in Florida um with essentially Bigfoot's cousin okay whoa the skunk ape <laughs> and it's just it's an incredible name um but it, it's very similar to bigfoot six to seven feet tall wow does it um, have a tail no no it's okay. a it's a humanoid okay Definitely but, not, a humanoid. but not a skunk like tail no no okay. no it's a skunk name comes from the awful odor that it has i feel like they said that sasquatch also smells horrible too well, they, they never bathe they, they really are not for humanoids they're not big on personal right. hygiene um, but some researchers attribute uh, the odor to its natural habitat of the swamp and alligator dens filled with swamp gas and animal cadavers. So that's oh, lovely. That smells horrible. What <laughs> yes. is swamp gas? <laughs> what? That is that is the worst if, smelling combination of words. Nomad, you say the word swamp gas. Yeah, Nomad said it before the show, and it's like literally anything could live like in the Everglades. Yeah, that is the primordial lose. You might be right. <laughs> Um, but this guy, Dave Shealy, he's a local expert 
Mm. And, I mean, he's just really cornered the skunk ape market. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> he has. Now, is official, that what it looks like? Can we pull this up? Yeah. yeah. The official oh. skunk, skunk ape headquarters. headquarters. So, so if you're ever in Achobee, Florida, Florida. Oh, my Lord. That's where you need to go. You can get your, you can get some, uh, they also have alligators there, so you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't beat in that. In case you want to see something that's real, alligators. <laughs> right, um, is the skunk ape have a rivalry with like a like a fourteen foot alligator? Uh, I don't think so, but I'm sure it could take an alligator if it wanted to. Mm. Yeah. What what sort of what size of alligator would you have to see before it would? Uh, I don't know. Like I don't a twenty know, no, foot let alligator. Let me go. You can get some gear here. That's a dope hat. If anyone is in Florida listening, you should get that for me. Oh, yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> that uh, guy yeah, is related this is to the turtle man. So, no, he's been on Stephen Colbert, Unsolved Mysteries. This, this dude's legit. Dave Shealy. He's a real deal. Y'all thought this was a joke. Now, I'm going to pull up some pictures here. Oh, no. Look at this one. There it is. That is a can we get a, Can we get a freeze and enhance there? Can we make this bad boy bigger? Nope. No. All right. You can't make this skunk ape any bigger. Well, this, this is going to be look great. Look at those eyes. This is going to be great radio for everybody that listens. Yeah. Well, yeah, you need to watch wise. this. If you're not watching Here's the video. Dave Shealy took this picture himself. Look at this. Oh, That's him my just gosh. walking through the Everglades. There it is. You don't want to mess with that thing. All right. Now, how many? Is this? Is there just the one? Is no, he family? estimates that there are six to seven in the Florida Everglades right now. Um, and he oh. asked that you don't don't harm them. Don't harm them. Don't harm them. Let them be. Let them be. There's no need to disrupt their life. And if you see one, wait five days before reporting so it has some time to move out of the area. So kind of a snitches. Snitches die, yeah. (laughs) Snitches get drowned in the swamp. Yes. So when you say don't harm them. Don't kill them. Right. But so what sort of firearm would it take? It's a six to seven foot humanoid. So yeah, what, I mean, whatever would take okay, a all right. Probably, so a really, a really case, okay, so a really big person. It would probably yes, do yeah. fine with playing, uh, you know, twenty two tag with your with your mm-hmm. uncles. But mm-hmm. other than that, <laughs> you just catch the bullets. Uh, yeah. But Sheely said he's seen around five of them in his life. First one, he became obsessed with them uh, when he fir- first saw his first one at ten. Wow. Um, so some people were just drawn to this stuff. I love it. And he was. He was about that life. So there's six to seven. He happens to have seen one of them. All yeah, right. but he do they pose any threat to to humans? No, as far as we they'll know. leave you alone. What is their? What do these things eat? Whatever they get their hands on in oh. swamp. Oh snap! Little squirrels, turtles, or something. turtles. I'm sure alligators. Um, no one's safe except people. Yeah. I would love to see a skunk ape eating an alligator. Well, maybe, but it happens. If Bobby Boucher can eat alligator, a skunk ape can eat like, alligator. B- like bones too. Oh yeah. What is wow. what what is the probability that one day Nomad is in Florida giving skunk ape tours? <laughs> I don't know. That I sounds can, pretty fun. I can see you <laughs> yeah. wearing like a tank top good, and good. probably that hat <laughs> with one of the 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 boats with the fans. The yeah, driving a yep. fan boat for sure. Yep. I yeah, I could see you living that life. Yeah. Um, you know what? One day there's a pretty natural progression from wrestling content creator too. Wow, Michael Skrinsky, Bet DSI has Skunk Ape plus four and a half over Big. <laughs> wow. All right. So place your bets there. Some other matches to discuss. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, as always. You're welcome. We're just getting uh, one week smarter every time you, you bring something like that to our attention. So we appreciate it. Minnesota versus Nebraska, real quick, live on Flow this week. A few interesting matches. Let's focus on uh, Red McKee. Very excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, CJ Red, Chad, 
was feeling himself against Vince Turk. I think it's a tougher matchup against Mitch McKee, who has looked really good this year. And uh, for that reason, I think it's a McKee win here. I think he can find his way to the takedowns. And, and, you know, Red's a great scrambler, but McKee is an excellent scrambler too. So I think he negates Red's best attribute. Uh, So I think it's a a Mitch McKee win, but big opportunity for Chad Red. Yeah, and so they've never – I don't know that they've ever wrestled before. Which seems impossible. I don't. I think it's possible because given the amount McKee's of McKee's been that, at thirty three. McKee always cuts a lot of weight down. Yeah, and and Red doesn't wrestle near as much freestyle. True. So yeah, they did go to a lot of stuff in high school. Anyway, I got McKee here, but I don't know. Chad, Chad Red hasn't quite wasn't quite himself first semester. Has looked a little better. Second semester, right? Give me McKee. Although McKee was also hurt for a little bit, so I feel you. Steven? Uh, I'll take Mitch McKee. Okay. I loved what Chad Red did in the duel, though. That was swaggy. Got it. Okay. He was swaggy. uh, Missouri-Arizona State wrestled this week, Mm. apparently. Um, I think I looked that up. Which means Zahid Valencia-Daniel Lewis. I don't think any of us are picking um, Daniel, but I just want that on our radar. It's a pretty freaking juicy match. 174. I don't know how, but like... Everyone has hit everyone in the top eight or nine. Like, they just all wrestle each other. It's the easiest weight to rank. Mm-hmm. They all, it's going to make seating really easy. So, kudos to 174 for all wrestling each other. I don't yeah. know how that's worked out, but it has. Okay. Uh, you know what? We've got friends. They've got questions. Let's ask them and attempt to answer them or answer them poorly. Either way. <laughs> David Emmerich said he was married to a Sasquatch, and it was not fun. <laughs> All right. So they're not, not good partners. Understand that. They don't pull their weight in terms of, you know, supporting. They're, they're not good at housework. They don't mm-hmm. clean up after themselves. They don't bathe. They don't bathe. The swamp gas. Back back with the swamp gas. Sam Herring, the official, you know, we'll just say wrestler of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We, we, we had narrowed it down to, like, middle school, but no, he's just the official. Uh, says a question from my dear brother Eli, who, if you don't remember, his brother Eli uh, has a chicken wing eating record of 26. He's like nine years old. So congrats yeah. to Eli on that. His question is this: Seeing as how, and he would say, seeing as how Kyle Snyder has lost at his last three tournaments, what would you say his biggest reason for his down performances? Would it be a result of the time he spends with Rudis? Oh wow, scouting, family, etc. Hmm, okay. Well, combination of things. He lost his last three tournaments, which are Worlds, Eregan, and did he lose did a he do, uh, ping pong tournament? I don't know. Then he must have lost it uh Doku. Yep. Anyway, uh I don't think it has a lot to do with Rudis or just like promotional, you know, endorsement stuff in general. I think Generally speaking, those professional guys, Burroughs, Snyder, handle all that stuff well and just kind of take it in stride. And, I mean, they're not training 100% of the time, 24 hours a day anyway. Quality competition definitely matters. Sajalayev's really good. Um, But, you know, part of it is definitely scouting, and Snyder still has not developed a turn in Parterre Mm -hmm. yet. Everybody kind of knows exactly what he's going to do. He's still amazing, and it's really hard to – 
do anything but take his losses and go, yep, he's going to learn from it. But, yeah, there's some concern that are we going to start seeing more evolution now that he's out of college and 100% professional athlete full-time. Yeah, I think that helps. Um, you know, one thing I th I wonder about a lot is no Lou Roselli. I mean, Lou and, and I, I, you know, Travell's awesome. The Ohio State coaching staff's awesome. But Lou Roselli is regarded as one of the best coaches in, in the country in the world. And, and in terms of – now, I know they're not doing good at all at Oklahoma, but in terms of developing uh, athletes and training them, he's regarded as one of the best in the business. And he's not there. He's not training with Lou Roselli right now. Yeah, but how long, is, how long has Lou been gone, though? I know. Um, this is the second year. Right, so he beat Sajulayev when basically when Lou was leaving, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I understand what you're saying with Roselli, but I feel like he hasn't been there a while now that I, I feel like they would have made those adjustments. And I feel like Turvell was more his guy anyway than Lou. No, I mean, that's his guy, but like training him? Yeah, no, Run, look, putting Lou, him through practice, putting him through a training regimen, that was. That was definitely Lou Roselli. Yeah, and Lou is an excellent <laughs> RTC coach. I mean, one time they freaking put five of the seven guys on the world team. But I don't I don't know, just given how far removed it's been, I don't know if the Roselli thing has been. I, I think there. that's more of a factor than just simple scouting. I, I really do. I mean, I haven't seen the a real evolution in, in Snyder's game. You know, mm -hmm. he's still a takedown artist. And... I, I don't know. I don't know what to attribute it to. I don't think it's the rudest factor, I think. Um, I certainly hope not. And also, how much of that, you know, is on Kyle? I'm sure Tervell and, and the guys he's working with, Zach, would, would like him to expand his repertoire. And is not fighting it, but, you know, is Kyle kind of coming along more slowly with, with kind of the expansion of his offensive arsenal? Yeah, no, I... For sure. I mean, he, he takes some of that blame that, you know, he doesn't have a turn yet, and he feels mm -hmm. like he should have a really powerful gut wrench given all his physical skills, but he's basically indifferent. Yeah, I think that's on him more than the coaches for sure. But um, and, and I, again, we're, we're picking nits here. I mean, like this guy's made four straight world finals, won three of them. So yeah. the, 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 this is the only way that you can talk about guys like Kyle Snyder is you're nitpicking when all he's done is win his whole life and he's lost you know he loses in the regular season basically every year right but seeing him lose not to the guy that went on to win the tournament or even i don't even know if he made the semis yeah uh so it's, it's a little concerning so he lost to alborov of azerbaijan at uh dogu he lost to sajalayev in the world finals and then lost to Razul magmadov in Uregan first round so Eli is pulling Yasser Dogu. Yeah. What a freaking G. Man, these guys are awesome. <laughs> Forgot about the Dogu. Okay. Great question. Uh, and one I don't really know that. I don't know if Bracky has a theory. No. I'm curious know. when we're going to see him next. I hope he goes to Kolov. Um, end of this month. Oh, boy. Like three weeks. Yeah. It sounds, yeah. Like, it sounds like we're going to be sending a really good team to Kolov, Bulgaria. Okay. Um, also, sidebar. A whole bunch of 13 Americans are going to Zagreb for Greco this weekend live on Flow to try and get some ranking points. Kamal Bay, Tracy Hancock, a bunch of those guys, Dalton Roberts. 
So Bring it home, boys. Ranking series this weekend. Starts, uh, I think, like, tomorrow morning, like, 4 a.m. Yeah, we should, we should have draws coming out actually pretty soon. <clears throat> so be on the lookout for that. A little Zagreb update there. Okay, this may be – I really want to do this one, but it may take too long, maybe kind of hard, and, but – I want to put it on your radar, so maybe we do it next week from uh, Matt Mace. Predicted NCAA champs in order of confidence. I always love doing this mm. in order. Um, but, yeah, let's not do it. Let's think about it, right? We'll bring those. I, I like being able – what I like about FRL questions is, like, you should be able to very quickly answer them, right? Yeah. And this requires a, a little more thought, and I don't want to just – I don't personally want to just put mine out there and so not think it through. Top of the docket, FRL 352. Mm-hmm. Penn State, Ohio State, then NCAA champs in order of confidence. Yeah, we can just do that uh, a little pre-questions from friend, question from friends. Okay. Why are the recent PIAA four-time state champs, quote, struggling in college compared to expectations? Asks, oh, Rye asks FRL. I swear, Twitter owes us. Just this morning, a Nolfnext topic followed me on Twitter. <laughs> All these FRL um, Twitter accounts can't beat it. Okay. So the people we're talking about here are Jimmy Goulibon, Chance Marsteller, Teasdale, Gavin Teasdale. I think that's it. Yeah, Re- I mean, because then we're start going back guys who are been gone for a while. Well, no one had won four PA state champ. When Goulibon won, it had been a really long time. Yeah, since there had been one prior. So why why is it? I I mean, when it's only three, it's really tough to put your to say it's anything other it's just a coincidence that these four four guys or it could be it could be something where you have so much success early and you get, kind of get what you want you're in in terms of accolades you're winning PA states maybe you don't change up your skill set enough you don't you don't get into that habit of I need to make adjustments here I'm a freshman a sophomore sophomore to junior whereas like what Nolf was a two or three timer? Well, there's also, and there there is a very healthy debate about this, and this is not just Pennsylvania. There is when it's the smaller school, right? If you have a multi division state and you're winning in the smaller division, right? Are you big fish in a small pond, right? Now that's a little harder when Tezos making world teams. Thomas Haynes too. Thomas Haynes. Yeah. There you go. When Tezos making world teams, when Marsteller's doing really, you know doing really well at, at, at national events when, you know, Gulban's <clears throat> going doing really well, really well at national events. But I do think there is a little bit of that big fish and small pond. I also think... Because they're small school? I don't understand. Because... Yeah, like, like but, you're you're more, you're, you're better prepared for NCAA when you're taking on AAA competition for four years as well, opposed to AA. How many of these guys were AA? Gavin was, I know, but... They all were. They were all AA? Mm-hmm. I... Yes. I don't think that's true. They were. Didn't Marsteller wrestle Peppelman in one of the state finals? I don't believe so. I'm almost positive he did. Well, Central Go- Dolphin is Go- definitely Go- not. Goulbon and Gavin definitely was. Jefferson Morgan's definitely double A. There's probably someone listening right now that would know. But um, I really thought that Chance was, was triple A. Well, we'll Ryan Tierney really says Jimmy wasn't both. Like. So it was cool. Yeah, I thought Derry and he right. said Chance was AAA. Yeah, Chance was AAA. And so was, so was Jimmy. Jimmy was AAA? Derry. Okay. Haynes well. was AAA as well. Gulbon right. was AAA for two years and then AA for two years. 
Okay, so he started double A. No. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure I think he started triple A. And then went down. Yes. Okay, that's why I remember him being double A. All right, we'll disregard that, but that, that is something that, that I've heard for Gavin. Yeah, um, maybe Gavin for sure. Yeah. But um, I really thought Coleman was double A. Anyway. So – um, I don't. I don't think it's that. I just think. I think when you have that early success, it's harder to convince yourself you have all these areas to improve, right? I think it's something like that. I mean, you, and you look at their skill sets. Chance Marshall still kind of doing a lot of the same stuff that he was doing as a freshman, right? There's also a maturity thing where a physical maturity. Chance was as 14, 15 year old had the body of a 19, 20 year old. And I mean, literally was be, wrestling, going to college practice. Yeah. Like, he could go with college guys. So, that matters when you're a freshman and you are equally as mature and strong as seniors. You know, there are guys who are as good technically as freshmen, but who are just, they're not strong enough to beat seniors. Yeah, I think that's part of it, too. It's like, all right, as a freshman sophomore, you're super physically developed and you've got some skills, so you can win those two years. And then by your junior, senior year, you're just... You're you're better than everyone by a right. your skills are there, so you're gonna win those two by and large. Yeah. Even in a state as tough as Pennsylvania, um, so yeah, that could be part of it. I, don't, I feel like Ben Askren would have some really good theories about it. I, I also think <laughs> I had this conversation with somebody, but it's like, why does Pennsylvania have the most, you know, duds, busts, burnouts, whatever you want to call it? Well, because they also have, the, have most good. the most good. Yeah, they send the most guys to D1. It'd be like if you look at Texas and Florida in high school football. Yeah. They would have a ton of duds, too, but they'd also have all these home runs. Yeah, like, and, I mean, Chance was an All-American. Jimmy's an All-American. And Gavin just started, like, yeah. I, I know this year didn't work out for Gavin, but, like, he's I mean, still when, got four years left. Chance Marceau has been at the right weight. He's been really good. Yeah. yeah that's true, too. So, I understand expectation-wise, they probably didn't live up. Or haven't? Well, it's just these guys coming out of high school are more credentialed than Vincenzo Joseph. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah and for sure. Nolf and even Zane, right? So I think that's part of it as well. It's it's uh it's interesting. I would be curious for for someone like Ben or even Willie's take what what he thinks it is. Um, well, and the, and and also it's compared to expectations. Yes. So if you just say four time Pennsylvania State champ, knowing all the guys that didn't win four PA State titles, you just you just think this should be a multiple national champion. Mm -hmm. So perhaps more than anything, it's just unreasonable expectations. And one more thing, not to kind of dress, but at some point, maybe in the offseason, we have this conversation like, what is what is a bust really? Because if you're a two- or three-time All-American, no matter what the expectations are, it's hard for me to call you a bust. You might not have lived up to expectations, but it's really hard to call me a bust just because of how hard it is to No one would ever call you all a bust, no, man. You panned yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Late bloomer, maybe. Not sure. a bust. Um, people, a lot of people asking about this Hayden Halter situation, this Wisconsin kid that got DQ'd. Um, Bracky could probably pull up the um, the YouTube here of it. It's, it's a really weird situation where a kid that maybe has had um, – this is just kind of word of mouth. After you know this thing comes out, so you start asking some questions. People say, "Yeah, this kid maybe's had some attitude issues in the past," but this is clearly a situation of a ref with an agenda um, to Please DQ go him. ahead. And, yeah. So, all right, watch right here. Hayden is uh, underneath, or I guess he's on, he's on top. top. They give an escape, and he's like, "Wait, why was there an escape?" 
So they give they uh, which you know maybe that's fair. So they take a team point or they give one here for unsportsmanlike. So he shakes hands and he gives a flex and they hit him for that. And now, as a result of this, Hayden is DQ'd for the next competition, which means he can't. Um, which is like their district tournament or whatever. So if you, we've seen this a thousand times. If you can't go in, you can't make it to states, can't win right. states. He's a multiple state champion, apparently, and now that's gone. And the fact that the official gave that point there <laughs> says to me, like, they, they had something against this kid, which maybe it, it actually makes sense. Okay, if this kid has had some attitude issues before, that's why, you know, you can see maybe they want to say, okay, let's, Let's kind of get this kid. I, I don't. I don't know. Obviously, we can't hear the audio, but to me, that one given tells me everything, yeah. right? You don't give that one. They're saying this is one of the best refs in the state, right? Well, that that tells you everything you need to know. That's not. That's simply not one point. And the ref used to work for the school. The kid that lost. Yes, and they're saying that. So the ref used to work. It was a setup. Yeah. So first of all, is, was it? Did, all I have to ask is, did this happen in Manitowoc County? They probably tried to disqualify Dassey too. Yeah, they DQ'd Dassey. Yeah. No, it's a it's a joke, and it's really sad to see um, officials insert themselves this much and take away a kid's opportunity to wrestle at the state tournament. Yeah, just, just no one is, especially in high school athletics, no one is there to watch you. Yeah, just the, you want to take a, a point away from him questioning your call fine he didn't flex on his opponent he just did it to somebody like can you probably not his fans it, i mean we we have this awesome picture of mark hall getting his hand raised and flexing at scuffle it doesn't hurt anybody it doesn't do anything it's a joke i think it promotes fitness yeah yeah, yeah it and it's <clears throat> look we criticize officials a lot on this show and sometimes warranted sometimes we go overboard but by and large, wrestling officials are fine. But there are some freaking knuckleheads that just screw it up for everybody yeah. and give officials bad names. And then we, you know, everybody overreacts and gets all in a tizzy. And this happens every year. I feel not, like it does happen. Not that exact example, but something with Rocky state Lombardi. tournaments. Rocky Lombardi. Rocky Lombardi was awful. Um, I, I don't know. There's always some questionable thing happening Jordan somewhere Decatur left the way in room and yeah. well, he shouldn't let the way in room. sure but, but like th th just it, 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 at least it's, that's the rule right you can't, you can't do that i just there's so many like spirit of law versus letter of law things that cost kids matches and it's like just every year somewhere across the country something with the state tournament something like this happens where it could easily be avoided and it's a shame just let them wrestle let the boys play. Uh, okay. So, that's that question. We asked it, tried to answer it. Kind of a <laughs> weird situation, uh, for sure. Uh, goat question from Nate Gibson. If Gable goes undefeated in college, four titles, wrestles straight through all four years without a red shirt, do you give him the nod over Kale, who used a red shirt and lost a couple of times at years Why ago? are you shaking your head no? Just because of Kale's dominance. As well, well, Gable would have to you increase it. I think he'd be pretty dang dominant in these next coming years. I, I just – he already, like – if he bonused for the rest of his life, he still would have, like, a lower bonus rate than Kale because of – Kale had, like, not very many. 
Even Kale, his freshman year? Yeah. What Kale was, was his freshman year? Kale was dominant from Jump Street. All right, well, we'll need to pull that up. Um, Man, I think he'd be right there. Well, okay, so you say, all right, if you assume that Gable's bonus increases his last three years and he didn't take a red shirt, I feel like not taking a red shirt kind of negates some of the bonus if the bonus gets a little closer. The not taking a red shirt is huge. That, that's a lot of the argument for Dake, too. Yes. The, yeah, the arguments for Dake are kind of outside of bonus points, and the fact that he lost is sure, sure. several times. Hurts him, but um, Gable's fairly dominant. How many decisions do you have? Mm. One, two, three, six. Six decisions in how his, many matches? L- last time I checked, his bonus rate was like 58. 60. All right, 60. That's Kale's looking at like plus 90 the last two, three years of his career. Okay. Last, like eight matches, fall, fall. His last two, Tech three years, major, this is fall. his first year. I, I'm just saying, he's, he's got to continue that for, he has a continual rate of dominance. That's like at least close. Yeah. If Kale's career bonus is whatever, eighty-seven, Gable Gable's got to be like within, you know, ten points of that. Yeah, coming into the sophomore year, yeah, it'll be tough, and especially the weight's only going to get better. And is Gable going to do all four years? There's rumors swirling. Well, and and now with Gable, there's things like. Is he making senior world teams? You know that factors in a little. Now Kale kind of, <laughs> Kale kind of got screwed the honestly by nine eleven, where the worlds got pushed back the year he made the team, and then Eggman ended up getting silver. You know, mm-hmm. like he was still in college then. But yeah, I mean Gable could very well have a top five career, no question. I don't Gable's know. Four undefeated years, no redshirt. I, top five, it's, wow, quite a take there, Nomad. I mean, well, I'm I'm saying it's, I'm I'm saying whether he goes undefeated or not, like he's he's gonna. If he be, goes four straight undefeated, no red shirt. Give him the goat tag. Wow. And I think coming into it, the fact that he's the goat high school wrestler of all time that helps. It's like man, the sustained excellence. How about this? How about we count his four college matches from when he was in high school? Mm-hmm. Seventy-five percent bonus rate in those, Ooh. Nomad. Uh, the the other thing that's going to hurt him and help Kale, Gatronics. <laughs> yeah. How about he pinned David Jensen? Yes. David Jensen just he beat Sam Stoll. He beat him he up. He pinned him as a senior in high school. I watched that match like a couple days ago. He beat him up. Holy um, cow! <laughs> Dan Gable. Double bang. They wrestle this weekend. I know. We should rerun that match. We should rerun it. Dan Gable is regarded in hollow ground in large part. Because of his legendary coaching career at Iowa. Mm-hmm. That gave him a huge bump in terms of what people think about uh, in Gable terms the of wrestler. competitive career. Just like Kale is going to get a huge bump because of his coaching career. Now, Kale had a much better career than <clears throat> I don't Gable think so. competitively. Oh, I, I promise you, the Penn State fans will. Okay, K- Kale walks on water. He's, uh, and wait, the second no, no, thing. Hold on. If we're evaluating his college career. Yes, he's, Gable, he's not getting vaunted up into a higher tier because he's won seven national titles. I promise you that'll happen just like it happened with Gable. And Kale had a Kale is already good to begin with, but it it they're gonna push it to mythic proportions. And the second thing is the sportsmanship thing. They're gonna be like Gable was a punk, Gable did this, Gable did that, and so that's in the public's eye, that's gonna hurt him. I don't care about them. I don't just um, 
So, I don't. I don't think the coaching thing factors in at all. And coaching definitely factors in. We, we literally see it with Dan Gable. Uh, yeah, I think it happened with Gable. I don't think it's. I don't think it's happened with Kale at all. Kale hasn't become a better wrestler. I don't. No, of course he hasn't become a better wrestler, but people will push him even farther ahead in the goat conversation because of his coaching career. Whatever. Uh, it's okay. gonna happen. Uh, should Aaron Pico take a break from MMA and concentrate on making the 2020 Olympic team? I say yes, but I don't think he will. Viva! He signed a contract. And as uh, we mentioned earlier, a couple of weeks ago, Pico to Mexico, I think it's going to happen. Uh, and that's That would be so freaking... Horrible. Uh, I think it's horrible. Personally, I, I know we've kind of gone back and forth on the switching countries things you pick which wrestlers you get mad at yes. i i'm doing it right now yes. i know i'm 100%. mad at aaron i know 100%. you're not mad at Michich. no i'm not what can i say no i'm kind of mad because Michich won a medal for for the united states the whole thing is the perception of threat we don't view Michich as a threat maybe we should um, but he didn't wrestle. We should world, he so beat, we, don't, we definitely beat should. the world silver? Yeah. So now I'm mad at Stefan. I wasn't because he wasn't quite as good. Now I'm mad. I'm mad at you, Stefan. Even though you're the man and I actually like you. But I listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You want to come to the OTC? You want to go on all these camps? You want to go on all these trips? Hold on. Hold on. Hold, no. When has uh, Mitic gone to the OTC? I'm going, I'm going now. When has Mitic gone to the OTC since he started wrestling for Serbia? No, no, no. I'm saying, listen. Just stop okay. talking. Open your ears. Close your mouth. You'll hear me say they're coming when they're making teams. When they're doing all this stuff. When they're making junior level teams, they're invited to all these camps. They're coming. They're training. Like they're getting USA Wrestling coaching. Then, you know, when after they're optimized, okay, now I want to go wrestle for Serbia. I want to go wrestle for Mexico. I want to do that. I don't like it. That's weak. Don't, that's a weak sauce take. I agree. It's weak. And that's that, a that's, that a, that's a weak sauce take. No. Like because. Dude, that's how life works, man. You get good coaching, and then you see a better opportunity somewhere else, and you go take it. Mm -mm. Like, that's fine. Mm -mm. That's if I'm USA Wrestling, if I'm USA Wrestling, I'm saying, listen, man, you can come to our camps. You can make our age-level world teams, all this and that, but you're USA all the way, and you're going to sign something to that effect. That's what I believe. I believe that. Yeah, listen. First of all, that's not legally enforceable. It is. Via, U via UWW or just life. I had legal on the horn. They told me. <laughs> like, What? That is terrible. I can't believe. I want to see more good wrestlers, not multiple entries from countries. Freaking morons. That'll only help Russia, idiots. But if Stefan Micic wants to go wrestle Serbia, awesome. If Pico wants to wrestle for Mexico, awesome. If Goma, Austin Gomez wants to wrestle for Mexico, awesome. No, I want them to wrestle for America. No, it is, gr it is, it is, it's good for us. It's good for us to have more of those guys in. It's good for wrestling to have more of those guys in. And it's. America should not worry about those guys. We, should, we shouldn't worry about Pico. We're 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 helping him get better. Yeah, we helped. Uh, yeah, just like, dude, I, this is stupid. Like, if you go somewhere else after flow, what, no, what, no, no. This is country allegiance. This is yes. your nation. Yeah, no, no. It's your job. It's your job, and you can change yeah, yeah. jobs and find a better opportunity no, no, no. and take the training your from Same your job, previous. Nomad. It's not a different job. I know it's. I know it's the same job. You're finding a better opportunity at a different company. Oh, so you just bounce around whichever nation you want to wrestle for. Has Aaron Pico? You can only change one time. Oh, and who so cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Adam Batirov doesn't live in Bahrain. Who cares? I don't like There's that. No That's stupid. It's different. That's stupid. 
do whatever's best for you, wrestlers. I don't care. If you want to leave America, go ahead. We're, we're still going to have the first, second best team every year. We could have a mass exodus. We'll still, everyone will still want to compete for, not everyone, but a lot of people still want to compete for USA. I think it's And Michic, go get you a medal, dude. Whatever. I wish we He didn't have, I, I think, I think Hawkeye Hater over here doesn't have any faith that Thomas Gilman's going to beat Michic this year. No. That's what I'm hearing. Well, first That's, of all, first I, of all. It sounds like you, you know, don't think J.O. can beat Pico or, you know, Molnero can beat Pico. I think you're scared. No. Well, first of all, you're wrong on both counts because I don't think. So then what do you worry I about? Think, if, you, if, if, you think that our, if you think that our guy is better, then how is it a threat? No, it's not about the threat. It's you about, literally just use the word threat. Well, that's what changed. That's what changed the perception. But the reason I don't like it, it's the investment that USA Wrestling puts in these guys. Okay, Mexico. What's Mexico investing? What are they doing? How they help? Who cares people? what Mexico oh, is investing? Who cares what Mexico is investing? That no. guy's and then they get, a better opportunity. And they, get, they get the Mexico gets the yeah. benefits of USA Wrestling's work. Yeah. Not that it's not Aaron Pico's work. Not that it's not Stefan Meech's work. But their investment. That is. That is like. And first of all, Pico making 65, get get out of here. I hope it, yeah, go 65. First of all, he won't qualify a spot at 65 because he's way too big. I don't think he can make that day right. of two days in a row. Um, so it's 74, in which case Burroughs has a double leg waiting for him. And yep. Mitrich, if he's a 57, all right, I want to see it. But he's he's wrestling at 133 and he looks pretty stout there. I'm uh, not sure. And yeah, I think Gilman will be, I think Gilman beats Mitrich for sure. All right, so what are you worried about? It's not. A, it's not about us. Me worried if we're gonna win or lose. I, I just. I don't sound think like you were a couple well, minutes if, ago. Well, what if? I mean, it's the. Um, in this particular instance, I'm not worried about Pico winning or or um, or Michich winning necessarily. Well, it's the precedent it sets. Why wouldn't? Why would not everyone do this? What? Why don't Kyle Date go for? You know, Serbia. I mean, you can just go ahead. You can go rest, man. Go ahead. That's how life works, dude. Like. You see better opportunity, you take it. No matter where your training Olympics, came from, no, the no matter Olympics, where your training came from, and you can't, you they have rules in place. You can't just change multiple times. You, you change one time in your career. You get one movement. It's not like straight free agency. The you can world, change one time. The 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 comp the the country gets compensated for that. If you are a world, the the Mitch family or the Serbian Wrestling Federation had to pay a larger sum of money to USA Wrestling. And to United World Wrestling, because Mitch was a uh, junior world medalist. The World and Olympic Championships are about re representing your country. It's about finding out. And which, hold on, country's hold Serbia. on, I let you go. Mitch's country Serbia. No, it's not his country. He does not live there. He does not represent Serbia. And Aaron Pico does not represent Mexico. He's an American. These are Americans. This is about determining... On, on the global it's, level. Stop. It's American exceptionalism. This is a stupid take. It's not exceptionalism. It literally is. You're like, no. you can only wrestle for America. No, that's, that's not what exactly I'm what you're saying. I'm saying the purpose of these competitions is to find out which nations are better at which things. And if it becomes some free agency, like the Los Angeles Lakers can just go here, go here, just being opportunistic, I think you're losing the root of what these competitions are all about. It's not about which nation is the best. It's about which wrestler is the best. And it's not free agency because you can only move one time in your career. I don't think so. Mitic cannot move to Mitic cannot can now not wrestle for Croatia or Japan or whomever. Like he he can move one time, so it's not free agency. And number two, it's about figuring who the best wrestler is. And yes, and so you have you have a competition. Every country decides who their best wrestler is, and then 
all those guys meet, and then we determine who the best wrestler is. All those girls meet, we determine who the best wrestler is. But there's also the national component that I think matters. Nas- yeah, and it's uh, cool. So he was born in America. Awesome. He was born in this arbitrary line set oh, that was, I can't that was years ago. That was years ago. That has nothing to do. He has no control over where he is born, but he does have control, just like everyone in this world has control over what job, what company they want to work for, and they don't like or they don't want to be under the offices of America. They want to wrestle for somebody else where they feel they have a better opportunity. And that, that is what America is about. What, what Finding a better opportunity. That's what America is really about. Finding better opportunity and taking it. Uh, you think you – all right. This is among your worst takes. Now, can, can, I mean, think about this. I Imagine if Aaron Pico wins the Olympics. Great. Standing up – Standing on the podium in the Mexican anthem. I mean, it's a sham. Great. It's what? not a that's, sham. That's a joke. It's not a sham. That's, that's a, who he wants to wrestle for. That's a joke. It's it, no, it's not. Like you, you can wrestle for whoever you want. You mm. pay the money. You can wrestle for them. You win for them. That's it. Okay. You get a new job. You win for IBM. You get a new job. You win for Apple. You get a new job. You win for right, stop, Ford. Stop. We get. That's it. exactly what it is. Okay. Well, you clearly don't get it. Because it's about changing jobs for a different company. That's it. That's all it's about. America's going to win anyway, so what do you care? Well, one, we don't win. We won one time in 20 years. Um, second of all... Do you have problems with all these Russians leaving? Um, do you not well, like that Russians can wrestle for Spain? And, uh, let's see. I'm Nicole not a Russian. for Slovakia. And, no, no, okay, but... So I'm saying be consistent in your beliefs then. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you should wrestle in the country that you represent, that you were born in. I think that's what international competition is about. Okay, I don't think it's about finding so, so finding like, the obscure nation that has a wrestling team or, or something that you can go compete for, so you can find some backdoor entrance into a team. So it's like so it's like president. You you can you can only you have to be born in America to run for president. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me. I would like an American to be in charge of this country. Okay, well we're not talking about the president. We're talking well, about you brought it up. About, I wouldn't have brought up. I know the we're talking about wrestling. And you should be able to wrestle for whoever you want. You can change one time, and America's gonna America's gonna beat them anyway. So, who cares? All right, it's time to go. Go America. Go get yourself the best opportunity that you can, whether it is this country or somewhere else. All right, because they're just lines. Who cares? Can we play the national anthem? Because I I feel like I need to take a a bath after hearing this take. Um. All right. Uh. The the booth is trying to pull up some uh pull up the national anthem i don't think we have to worry about copyright law here it is it is public domain <laughs> we were going to start uh who's the one to show your state with the national anthem we should start we i am i'm just so appalled right now i hope we're going to get to get to hear the star spangled banner all right so bracky give us a rundown of the weekend uh later today piaa team states begin dual state championships uh that's where willie is <clears throat> brock height has done a couple really awesome previews breaking down the entire field Brackets on um, Full Arena? Yes, brackets, archive matches inside Full Arena. Friday, WCWA Women's National Wrestling Championships. Nomad is on his way there after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, then Don't also, come back. Then also Friday. <laughs> you live in Atlanta now. Um, Wildwood National Duels. Northwestern Michigan. Rutgers, Indiana. Stanford, Purdue. Maryland, Iowa. Minnesota, Nebraska is a nice little treat on Friday night as well. Um, the... Zagreb Open, which Nomad was talking about, starts um, go there too in the middle of the night. <laughs> Nomad now lives in Croatia. He will be <laughs> representing them at 2020. Um, Air Force Oklahoma State is also Friday night. Join the Air Force too. <laughs> learn learn how to be an American. Uh, 
Saturday, Oklahoma at Edinburgh, Stanford, Indiana. And then Sunday, Rutgers, Purdue, Maryland, Minnesota, Cleveland State, Michigan State, Illinois, Wisconsin, South Dakota State, Wyoming. Boom. We literally got you covered from youth wrestling to senior level, college, high school. Women. women. We got it all. Team. What a, what a country. Yeah. All right. I don't know, uh, but I'm ready to go. I'm so uh, – the flag. Oh, look at this. I know. No, man, take your hat off. What? Oh, hey, we got the, we got the flag. Thank you so much for listening. We'll stand also. Yeah, we'll stand. And I'll do this. Thank you so much for listening to 351 episodes of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Uh, we will be back Tuesday. And um, I hope Willie heard Nomad's take and is ready to Willie's wait not for it. I'm going to make him listen. That's going to be the one thing he has to do. All right, so watch a lot of wrestling. Support the United States of America. Which I do. Um, support the troops uh, Friday night in Gallagher. Yep, Air Force, Oklahoma State. We'll be back Tuesday. We thank you guys for listening. Have a nice weekend. Watch Ohio State, Penn State. We're going to have a live, our live updates going. More content coming about that. Uh, and here we go. Later. <laughs>